I'm going to start crying while we're live and it's going to be your fault. We're live now. So the, the cat's out of the box. <laughs> hey, what's up? YouTube and I welcome to what's shaking YouTube. And I welcome to the Lords of Longbox presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week for 7 14 2023. Why you guys are congregating, you know what time it is. It's Freestyle Friday, shall we? Let's see. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, let's do it. Let me, let me, let's do it. A little DJ Chalet. If you can feel what I am feeling, then the truth is. If you can feel what I am feeling, then the truth is just believing. You're my, you're my diamond girl, diamond girl, diamond girl. You're my diamond girl, diamond girl, diamond girl. You're my.
Shaking YouTube tonight. Um, God, um, I think my um, man, I, I saw the dreaded Windows update down in the corner, so everything's oh, no. kind of lagging. Yeah. Oh, come on, no. man! You How are you gonna those? let a Windows update fire off? You gotta stop that thing. Just ignore it. Press ignore. Like I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Over and over and over. I don't know because it, it was it. lagging when I was going through all the stuff. But anyway, Laura, say what's good to the people. Hi, guys. Welcome into the Shaker Show. I'm very excited because I got a couple really interesting reads this week. So yes, hopefully you, you guys enjoy it. Say that again. <laughs> Marty Mars, it was good to the people. Namaste, geeks and geekettes. Thank you all for joining us. May the comic God shower you with blessings of comics <laughs> and fill like your that. long boxes with golden, silver, bronze, and moderns. I now dub that the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Long Box Prayer. Or no, let's say Lord's the Long Box Blessing. Mm. Yes, there you go. From Sir Marty, Lady wow. Laura, and Sir JB. <laughs> Love it. JB, how you how you gonna follow I, that? I, up? I, I, I can't follow that up, man. Uh, no, sit no, back no. and relax and enjoy the show, folks. It's going to be a good one. It was funny as like when the mix was playing, I saw Lord dancing, I saw Marty dancing, and JB was reading his notes like <laughs> I, I study my notes. Yes, studiously. I study. I yeah. yeah. These two were yes. such a good, good panel <laughs> right. member. There. All right, this show is brought to our friends over at CoverPrice.com for the price kites collections trends. Head over to CoverPrice.com for a uh, low price of $6.99 a month. Also, our good friends at Bird City Comics just down this code up LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics exclusives. Uh, Laura, what's dropping tomorrow? Tomorrow we have Hack Slash number one by Ana Marcano. And then over the mm. weekends, we'll be revealing what we are going to be selling at New York Comic Con. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Mm. Okay. Laura, More what was the one you just released on your Instagram? That was haunting. Rosetta? That's that's ha that that's Hack Slash. Was Hack Slash. Haunting. That yeah, girl. Was... Wow. What a thank what you. A piece yeah, of art right there, incredible. man. That is incredible. Thank yeah. you. All right. Once again, this show is brought to our friends over at coverprice.com, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales uh, found in their exclusive daily shakers list. This is say list list several times every day to make sure check out every day some of the hottest trending books in the market. As usual, we'll see what's shaking today. And as promised, oh, huge shout out to Rush Diehard, who won the giveaway on Tuesday, and he said, pay it forward. Oh, so I love when people do that. 
So yeah, how awesome is that? So maybe we'll do two giveaways, maybe for That's the good. live chat and for the comment picker from last uh, week, which <laughs> JB's, uh, we needed JB math skills. I thought it was a division sign, but actually it was a plus <laughs> sign. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we were so confused. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was confused too, but JB's here to save the day. All right, so let's go right to boys and girls. What do I have our first shaker of the week? Yeah, this one I'm doubting anybody has, so let's explain why. Batman number 655, the Adam Kubert error purple cover from 2006. Uh, with Batman Day fast approaching on September 16th, fans of the Cape Crusaders are sure to be excited. Among the many collectibles and memorabilia that people will undoubtedly be clamoring for, we have a standalone piece to add to the celebration, a particular version of Batman 655 illustrated by graphic novelist Adam Kubert. According to the seller, this issue has a manufacturing error resulting in a unique piece of Batman history. This rare gem features a special purple error printing, making it a top slot in the elusive category. In fact, it recently sold for an all-time high of $1,700 for a CGC 9.6. The result in... Hold on, no, that's wrong. The CGC label even describes it as manufactured with cover inks printed out of order, resulting in a striking purple hue instead of the typical sepia tan shade. Unfortunately, it seems that this may be the only existing copy of the issue, which means that those hoping to add it to their collection may be out of luck. Nevertheless, the rarity and uniqueness of this version of Batman 655 makes it a valuable treasure for any serious collector. Still, we're pretty sure no one will want to part with this grail anytime soon. Shout out to my man, Otto from the Grotto, who now pronounces uh, Adam Kubert as Kubert, like the Kubert. Kubert. Yeah. Yeah. Gray Poupon with Gray Poupon. If I were to see this, I wouldn't even know there was an error. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, it's just a fucking dark Batman cover. But I had no idea this was an error. That's why we have a cover. That's why we have a shaker show. All if right, it's number the one. only one, though, you could just literally set the price anywhere you want, right? Yeah. If it's, if it's only really... one, $1,700 seems like a steal. I mean, to be honest with you. Yeah, for one. Yeah, that's one thing. A one in one? Shoe. Come on now. Yeah, just All right. Uh, Batman 655 for the Adam Kubert cover. Error purple. Well, doesn't look. See, I'm, I'm like, most men are colorblind. So to me, I, I don't see purple. I see like gray. Really? Really? Yeah. Things you don't know about TiVo. Well, you know, most men are colorblind compared to women, right? I mean, you know, that's it's, not it's, true. It's science. Google this? it. You know what? Science. Google it. Science. Google it. It's a it's facts a on Google. I don't lie. <laughs> well, most of the time. Um, All right. What do we have for number two? Oh, yeah. He's right. Sh -sh 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 Shaking them. I told you I was right. More oh. men are more apt to be colorblind than women. 95% more likely, actually. You Googled, God, Laura, damn. you Googled it, didn't you? I did. I Googled. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyways, shaking number two is Eternal Warriors number five by David Mack, one in 50 variant by Valiant, published in 2015. Valiant comics have a very strong but relatively smaller fan base than some comic book publishers. This fan base though, is very dedicated and are known to spend a large amount on a hard-to-find Valiant books and collectibles. There have been many books in the past that have reached high resale value simply because of their scarcity. 
This variant fits that bill perfectly. This beautiful one in 50 variant by David Mack rarely comes up for sale. And honestly, most people don't even know, even seem to know it exists prior to the sale. The sale was for a raw copy for $250. And while that seems like a lot, it's hard to say as there are just a few that have come to market. This is actually the first recorded sales we have seen. Hopefully, this sale brings some attention to the book and more copies become available in the future. What do you guys think of David Mack's work? I love it. It's his kind of painted covers. I love mm, his, watercolor his, kind of based yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Eternal Warrior number five, David Mack, one in 50 variant. Shout out to my man, Elvin's Comics, who was part of a valiant uh, kind of like a podcast group from like 10, 15 years ago. So he's been all over it. If you guys on Instagram, everybody knows who Elvin's Comics is, and he normally shows up at booths as well. But uh, it's a shame the Valiant universe didn't take shape as we thought it would, right? Um, right. I mean, kind of Bloodshot kind of shit the bed. Bloodshot was Valiant, right? Mm, I don't, I don't know. GB... Oh, go ahead, Marty. I, th I think so. Um, yeah, wasn't... the one with, with Vin that Diesel, all that part... movie. Yeah, uh, and I think it was all part of what is that was one? That was, it. <laughs> I'm I'm googling it as we speak. Actually, get me the line. Uh, yeah, what? it was in Bloodshot was launched in continuity in 2012. So I guess David Max known for this uh, watercolor because I know I know that they redid the um, something is killing the children books with David Mack doing a cover set. Uh, well, you asked what we color. thought of him. So, what do you think of him? I don't like it. I no, have it's, a. It's uh, just, I just don't like it. It's just weird. Really? It I sold one of awful. my David uh, Max Science Labs. It was Echo. I think first prints of Echo. David Mac uh, variant mm -hmm. cover, and I got David Mac to sign it, and uh, I sold it. So I'm not trying to be thing. a hater or anything. I mean, I don't. I don't off. hate it. I don't hate it. It's. I don't think it's a bad cover at all. It's. I mean, for he's colors. no peach from Moco. Oh God! Don't go there. <laughs> what? What did you say? I said, don't go there. Come on. Don't you're, go you're looking for it, aren't you? You're looking for it. You can't invoke hey, the guys, name and then run it's it. It's Lou here, your out of shape comic book collector, and I'm welcoming you to another episode of What to Put in Your Box. Oh man, you're not gonna believe this, dude. Your book came back a nine eight. A nine eight karate kick. Oh. <laughs> hey guys, it's Comic Lou here, and this is another episode of our top ten, where the comics we talk about, ironically, are on my eBay store. And I'm here, joined by the comic sensei from Alaska himself, Kevin. What's up, guys? We got our top 10 books. This is on our top 10 here. It's a uh, Peach Momoko. Peach Momoko! Take a look. I love Peach Momoko. I love Peach Momoko. Dude, dude, it's my book. Dude, stop! It's my book! Dude, stop! <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah, you cut it off when you got to Tiho. 
Well, I didn't want. I mean, the show is already running long, but hey, what are you gonna do? Watch Thursday night. How did Kevin keep a straight face? I would have been dying. There's no way I could have done that with him. They're a great follow, man. They do. All That's funny. Shit. Eternal Warrior number five, David Mack, one hundred fifty variant, uh, two hundred fifty dollars for a raw dog. All right, uh, this is definitely an offer. Yeah, I want to proof of life. Proof of life. Shaker number three, we've got Game Boy issue number one, originally published in 1990 from Valiant. Back to back, that one is Valiant. Wow, interesting. interesting. Nintendo is currently on fire. The Super Mario Brothers movie grossed over $1 billion at the worldwide box office and broke numerous records for an animated film. We've been covering Nintendo Power for a while now, but as noted last week, the game changer was that $108,000 sale for a graded 9.8 in April that has sent collectors into a frenzy seeking those high-grade books. Now, Valiant started publishing their Nintendo books a couple years after Nintendo Power, and the tide has lifted those books as well, with Super Mario Brothers issue number one selling for an all-time high in April. The Game Boy was released in 1989 to mixed reviews because of the lack of a colored screen, but it still sold over a million units in only a couple of weeks. Since then, it has become a cultural icon, going on to become the fourth best-selling console of all time, beating the likes of PlayStation, Wii, and Xbox. Just last, just last month, we highlighted this book as a graded 8.5 Sold for a then record $325. Well, things are moving quickly for Nintendo collectibles as this week saw a graded 9.8 shatter. That highest sell uh, selling for $500 on September 10th. Now, nostalgia is hitting hard right now and collectors are really wanting those toy and video game related items that remind them of their childhood. Anybody got wow. one? Anybody got one? Anybody got one? <laughs> oh, hell no. But you know what's interesting is the the evolution of <clears throat> video games as we know it, right? First started as mm -hmm. arcade games, uh, and then PC games, uh, and then home console games, and then Game Boys, uh, uh, and then you know handhelds, and now you got you can play games on your phone. I mean, it's crazy. It's just yeah, it's it just, is it's it's everywhere. You know, true story. What's the next true story, guys? Thing? I had a my first my first console was a ColecoVision. I remember, you guys remember that. Yeah, a ColecoVision with an Atari adapter, so I can play Atari games. And one of nice. the games I had, as far as the, the Atari game, was uh, Pong. You guys remember Pong? Oh yeah, I played okay. Pong, dude. I played Pong when it was an arcade game. <laughs> That's how old I am. Yeah. And one of my favorite ones back then was uh, Space Invaders. I don't know if that's uh, way before Space Invaders. Oh. My favorite yeah. was um, uh, what's that? Uh, mission, uh, mission, uh, Missile Command. Missile Command. Missile Command. Yes. Missile, Missile Command. Yeah. Asteroid. You remember Asteroid? I never got Asteroid. I never could really figure that out. Dude, I I, fi I fixed. I finished that game. So basically, here's the key to beating, uh, getting the high score in Asteroids. You lay. You leave one rock. And you just keep on shooting spaceships as they come by. Mm -hmm. Just like Pac-Man. There's a pattern. You yeah. can just do the pattern all over and over. And trust me, when I was in my ute, <laughs> when I was a ute, man, every game that came to my You make the quarter I, last. Oh, I have massive. <laughs> pinball 2, I was a pinball savant. Pinball 2. Actually, and pool too. I started playing, I tried to shoot a stick when I was in third grade. Wow. I can beat you in pool. And I was, I and I was playing it. against like 20 or Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that, Laura? 
Excuse me. I can beat him in pool. Oh, we, in you. oh, we need no, we need I, to get I, this together at one of these cons. I'm, I'm a bit of, to, now I'm a bit of a pool, pool player. I, I have my own table here. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me uh, take this comment. I'm, I'm going to have gonna, to break out Laura, my balabushka. Show me oh, your, your show me how you you would uh, your 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 stance or how you would hold it. <laughs> your pull stick. Okay, I can't because you're not going to be able to see my hands, but I actually have a very odd form. So I don't need okay. all that. Just how you hold your hands. Oh, well, no, I actually haven't. No, no, yeah, shush, yeah, yeah. Tivo. No, let no, let no, the woman work. Keep, shush. Keep going. Yeah, go ahead, Laura. <laughs> this is a stick. You're doing great. You're I hold the stick in between great. two fingers like that. Uh, okay. That is fucking weird. I know, but I'll kill you with it. Ooh, and I yeah, will. I shoot, it's Chad, the gauntlet like has been dropped. I played since I was like. Five, six Steve, years. We got a super chat in there, by the way. Thank you. I shoot like this. You no, know, I don't. Do that. I go in between the two fingers like that. I will whoop your ass. No, you <laughs> respectfully. I'm okay. Next time we're together, like I'm not even kidding. Do you know um, Dinesh from Bad Idea? Yeah. Ask him. Speaking of Valiant, yeah. She's I've like, ask him. I whooped his ass. I'm sure he'll be happy. Of course, he can whoop his ass. How can he can't even bear to reach the table? A, Come on, a lords competition, a lords pool competition. Oh yeah. man! Shout out to yes. uh, M O E. I played Adventure by Warren uh, Warren Robinett. I'm old. Wow, that's a, yeah. That, you know what? That's a deep. That's a deep cut because that's actually in the movie um, Ready Player One. The first game that oh, ever had an Easter egg. Yes. 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 Such a good you know, game. That Ooh, I, a game I, oh, I got a trivia question for uh, thank you, you guys. Thank you, for, but, uh, thank you for that, Mo. And I think a game ahead of its time, even in the 80s. You guys, you guys remember Dragon's Lair? Dragon's oh, yeah, Lair. Yeah. Oh, you remember that, awesome. that? It was like a cartoon, and then you just kind of move towards a, uh, a certain – you look for a, like a certain dot, and you just kind of – Go towards that, and it, it, it's almost like it was almost like a no dragon player. Basically, it told you it, it flashed real fast for you to move, that yeah, direction. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you had to move that direction. I, I wasn't yeah. a fan of it. Also, I'm a yeah, pinball wizard either. as well, I'm a pinball savant, so you know, I just throw that out there. So, oh, Timo, they nice. have a place over here in uh, in the Pacific Northwest where we take the kids and the adult section to keep you away from all the arcade and the stuff that they have there. All the video games are free up there for the adults, and they got. Let's go. Let's all meet up and go together. We have it's some of those some, in Orange County and LA. Pool competition. They're called barcades. Uh, it's a bar and full of like uh, vintage arcade games and pinball. That's so uh, cool. That called, is so cool. Yeah, they're called barcades. Yeah, I went there for we my birthday like a few years that. ago. It's a trek. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I want to invest in that. That sounds check, check good. Check this out. There is a um, there is a a place down here in Destin where you pay seven bucks. And you get in, and it's all vintage arcade games, pinball nice. uh, machines, everything like that. Uh, there's drinks. You you can you can buy alcohol. You can you know pretty much. And there's all there's pool tables. There's those just different stuff. So it's it's, it's kind of good. We've gone completely moment. off the rails, guys. Yes, yes we have. Yeah. Okay. Rails. All right. <laughs> Shut next. Uh, by the way, don't go to Nickel City. I, I thought it would be cool, but it was just straight garbage. All right. What do we have next? All right, oh, buckle yeah. in for this one. It's a yeah, little bit long. Freshen up your drinks, smoke them if you got them. Yeah, here Let we go. Whistle. Number four, the H-bomb and you. This is the Maryland Civil Defense Agency and the Federal De Civil Defense Administration. This came out in 1955. 
We touched on the atomic race between the U.S. and Russia in a previous entry on Stalin's lie. Specifically, in 1950, an ally of Russia invaded a pro-democratic neighbor and truly propelled the atomic age. But in 1949, Russia successfully tested its first atomic weapon, which led to a collective oh-shit moment from the United States government. (laughs) Truman once again said hell no and instructed the Atomic Commission to get to work. And work they did creating the world's first thermonuclear weapon, or H-bomb. It's a thousand times more powerful than the bombs dropped on Japan, and it was meant to put the nuclear race to bed. That was short-lived as Russia detonated its own in 1953, leaving behind so much devastation the U.S. had to take notice. Things began to escalate, and the Cold War was full steam ahead. Strategies began being implemented in case the very real threat that Russia launched an attack came to pass. That's where this book comes in. Distributed to residents of Maryland and Washington, D.C., the obvious first strike Russia would launch if it came to that, it was a propaganda piece meant to mentally prepare the American people for the event. The cover featured an actual photo of the H-bomb detonation and a full cover spread within, detailing some of the devastation that might occur and how Marylanders may avoid slash survive it. On the back of the front cover was a message from the governor of Maryland attempting to massage their fears. It didn't work, but it's a fantastic piece of history left behind as nuclear weapons are once more used as leverage. Recently, this relic came to market and sold for $1,250 for a CGC 9.2. Before that, the highest sale on record was for a CGC 9.4 copy for $1,135. It's a pricey book with raw copies even selling for over three or $400. It's also tough to find as it was only distributed to a small part of the American populace. It was also distributed in Ohio as Ohio helped play a major role in meditating relations between the U.S. and Russia. There are only 14 copies total between the two printings on the CGC census and the highest is a 9.4 CGC from the Ohio printings. This was a big deal back in the day and has reared its ugly head once more thanks to world events. Hopefully, we won't receive a cheeky comic from the U.S. government this time around. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the H. Bomb and you, the MD Civil Defense Fed Civil Defense Admin comic from 1955. First of all, uh, a, a comic just given out to people randomly in 1955 about the H. Bomb getting a 9.2 is pretty fucking amazing to me. It's incredible. Yeah. This, is, the, this is incredible. And... People my age remember, um, 50, 50, um, that <laughs> there, there was a movie that showed on like uh, broadcast TV in the eighties that scared after. the shit out of you. What was it called? The last something. The day after. The day after. The day and, after. Yeah, it was, they showed it, and it, was, it basically showed what would happen if there was a nuclear. Uh, oh, the, isn't yes, yes, isn't that the one the where they dug of the, the holes? They yeah, dug the this, hole in the ground, right? And the, the, the nuclear blast came. They try to, like, just kind of stay in the holes in the ground and everything. I don't even remember, though. Through. I just remember, like, freaking out. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, hey, hiding beneath your desk. That ain't going to help, motherfucker. You're going to get disintegrated, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. Those, those old commercials yeah. is like, yeah. you remember those old commercials that they'll put the kids in school? If, if a nuclear bomb attack, they would just go into the table. <laughs> you know exactly yeah, that's gonna yeah. save you that's gonna save you yeah, yeah. Just, you know, uh, maybe it has some Oppenheimer vibes to it maybe that's why people are buying it you know because Oppenheimer you know obviously there was a whole thing that they did very interesting man by the way if you if you read up on him very interesting man 
Yeah, right. the, the whole the whole idea of this is interesting. I'm curious. Well, I guess nowadays kids don't read, but now the threat, <laughs> like my, my teenager comes home and they do drills if there's a school shooter, what to do if there's a school yeah, shooter. That's like, crazy, yeah. That's, that's the crazy. drills they do now. So yeah. it would, I don't know. I wonder if they would ever create something like that, a how to escape a school shooter oh, that situation. Would, that would... That would not be appropriate, but collectors will buy it. That, that's the, yeah, the thing. Absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately. No, I mean like a real one that the government would come out with to teach kids. Because I know that they do videos. Ellie has to watch videos in school about what to do and how to barricade yeah. doors and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And that I, know, I, rem- I remember in my high school years were barely... But uh, shit, we're allowed to do everything. <laughs> it was like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I remember in junior high, one of my friends got busted for bringing uh, a fucking uh, 357 Magnum to school. Oh, shit. And it didn't make the news. I mean, nowadays, that would be front page news. Oh, yeah. CNN, yeah. right? The, and also, the, yeah. in sixth grade, one of my homies stabbed another kid. Uh, and then uh, he went off the you know, ju- juvenile hall. And you know that would have made the news nowadays too, but now mm-hmm. you know, back then it was just like yeah, da, 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 send him over to uh, yeah. Juno Hall, and then maybe YA will see you know why literally know why is gladiator school. If you for those in California who know what why is, it's basically California Youth Authority. It's just basically you can be ages I think thirteen up to twenty five, mm. and the gangs groom you for prison. And then, so a lot of wow. them, they aspire to go from YA to the the California prison system. It's fucked up, but anyway, Holy cow. that's some more history for you. All right, what do we got up next? We got another <laughs> shot. Oh, we got oh. another super chat from Mo. Man, I got it highlighted oh, on the screen there. Oh, look at that, Mo. One on one zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's that can't yes. Be real, right? Thank you. Yes, that freaks me out too. You know when uh, there's this movie called not the outbreak, but another one, Contagion. That oh my god, it came out like Contagion. ten years ago, and it mirrors what we went through during COVID pandemic. It yeah, is, I I, wow. I saw, I've seen it too. Yeah, it is it's it was interesting. Downright weird. Hey, all there, right. And, and a lot of people don't know this, but the the military actually has a a plan for a, a zombie outbreak. And also for a UFO alien invasion as well. A lot of people oh, don't know we that. We can but... fuck up zombies, but aliens? I don't know about that, man. Shit. No, <laughs> we can take I the don't... zombies. Speaking of aliens, of aliens, Marty. Yes, Shaker number five, <laughs> Out of This World, issue number one by Malibu, published in 1989. Marty, I have this hanging on the wall behind me. I love this cover. Okay, go ahead. Do you really? Do you have I this? Do. I have this a is 9. like a bondage cover. Of course. Yeah. I, yeah. I see Laura is into bondage covers. I do like bond. I know that's weird, but I do. That speaks volumes of you, by the Does way. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Out of This World, issue number one, is a captivating creation released by Malibu Comics on October 1, 1989. The latest heritage auction, this cool book achieved a remarkable high sale of $180 in CGC 7.5 grade. This is nearly double the value of its previous sale, the same grade just a month earlier. Featuring a striking cover by the legendary Bruce Tim, Out of This World, number one, offers readers a unique experience as it reprints tales from yesteryears, including Strange Worlds number nine, Strange Planet number six, Tomb of Terror number six, and Weird Tales of the Future number one. The cover artist Bruce Tim is renowned for his groundbreaking work as a producer and artist on Batman, the animated series. 
which is often considered one of the greatest animated series of all time. With a pedigree like that, it is understandable that this early example of his work is a coveted prize for collectors and fans alike. This comic is a testament to the notion that hidden treasures can be found in unexpected places. While some may view it as just a reprint from 1989, Out of This World, number one, has gained a reputation for scarcity, especially in high grades. It's the kind of comic that defies expectations, with even the most well-loved copies demanding a premium. Scoring online marketplaces like eBay, you'll quickly discover that this comic is a rare find. Even the cheapest, most weathered copies command prices around $70, a testament to its growing appeal among collectors. Out of this world, number one, is the type of book you might have easily passed over in a dollar bin, but hindsight has revealed its hidden worth. Its uniqueness, both in content and collectability, makes it a delightful addition to any comic collection. I love it. This I, might be my favorite. I agree too. with Zombie yeah. it, it doesn't look like it was came out in 1989. It looks like a, a golden age book. And uh, it does, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. By far. Yeah. By far. Favorite yeah. cover of the This night. is beautiful. It, yeah. it, I have a signed um, uh, Batman Adventures number 12 signed by Bruce Tim. And his his signatures, I don't know if you've ever seen Bruce Tim's signature, but it looks like it spells out bitch. Has anybody ever seen that? <laughs> it does. <laughs> no. It does. I was actually thinking that while you were reading. It completely does. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, he's calling it he's calling you something, you know. Anyway, number five on the list, out of this world, issue number one, Malibu from 1989. <laughs> Matt uh Tim doing sexy stuff because normally you associate him with like you know cartoons, but hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, go boost. He sent some sexy ones though. If you think about like that uh Tarzan looking girl, I forget what the cover yeah. was, but well, Sheena? I mean, Sheena? Maybe. Name one. Name of him Patel. All right, what do you have with number six? Oh. I've never seen this before. At number six, we've got Pop Gun War, issue number three, originally published in 2022 from Absence of Ink Comic Press. Now, the original printings of this Pop Gun War, number one through five, do not come up very often in the comic book auction world. This past week, an issue number three sold for 45 bucks, which is quite a jump from its last sale of only $3. Now, this isn't astounding, but it begs the question, why? The soft all pink cover depicting a young girl in a red school dress and shiny black patent leather shoes holding an electric guitar twice her size is eye-catching for sure. But the handwritten lowercase title leading down toward her head is the mark of whimsy. Popgun War is an urban fantasy revolving around a young boy named Sinclair who procures a pair of wings which have been surgically removed from a disgruntled and tattooed angel. When he wears the wings, he's able to fly about the city, meeting new friends and observing truly amazing new creatures. Popgun War has been reprinted in trade paperback twice by two separate publishers with eight extra pages added to the image reprint. The combination artist and writer for the five-issue black and white series is Farrell Dalripple. Farrell has worked with Dark Horse, Image, DC, and Marvel, including collaborating with Jonathan Lethem on Volume 2 of Omega the Unknown. 
Although Pop Gun War seems to be obscure at the moment, it's worth keeping an eye out. A quick eBay search only generated three number ones and one number two, and a whopping zero are registered on the census. Yeah, so you're right, Sequential Geek. This actually typo. It came out in 2002, not 2022. Uh, good catch, though. You win a Marvel Mar- No Prize, uh, the books in the mail. Um, oh, Marvel No oh, Prize. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I brought that <laughs> back. Yeah. Haven't heard that in a while. Pop Gun War number three, The Absence of Ink Press 2002, a raw dog for 45 bones. Man, we just, uh, you guys aren't doing too well. There's a couple of ones in there, but that's about it, man. But uh, we'll see what this yeah. brings. I'm surprised more people didn't have that Bruce yeah. Tim cover. I thought that was like a this, popular one. That's a, this is an offer. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, number seven. Hold on a second. My screen's being weird. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. All now right. we're ready. Prism number one, Ajax comics from 1985. For a very long time, Megaton number three was considered the first appearance of the dragon, AKA savage dragon mainly because the print run of Graphic Fantasy number one was so small. It's estimated between two and 300 copies. A weird estimation, somewhere between two and 300, that no one had actually ever seen one. Image published Savage Dragage, Dragon Archi- Archives in 1988, showing the cover of Graphic Fantasy number one, stating that it was the first appearance of the dragon. But it took CGC over 20 years to change their labels to correctly state that the book as the first appearance... That book as the first appearance of the dragon. Damn it, JB, I should have practiced this. Eric Larson self-published this book, similar to how Eastman and Laird self-published Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and would go on to print three more issues of graphic fantasy. The fourth issue in the series was then called Prism Number 1, with a print run estimated at less than a 1,000 copies. Fans of independent and self-published books love the challenge of finding these kind of books. And just this week, a collector shelled out $448 for a raw copy of Prison Number One. This book would be insane if Savage Dragon had become as popular as the Turtles. Yeah, this cover, this is my least favorite cover. I'm sorry. I just don't dig it. This uh, reminds me of something that I drew on my uh, peachy cover in high school. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, baby. Yes. Right? On your chapter It took keeper. me all semester to come up with this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Prism number one from Ajax you got Comics a in C minus for a grade of C minus when you turned it in. <laughs> Bro, I was quite the artist growing up because uh, I didn't really pay attention in class, but I would just yeah. draw all day long. I would just draw all Do you day draw long. anymore? No, it's and, and it's not like riding a bike. If if you don't it's continue not, no. to draw, I mean I tried and I was doing like um um a remarks anime style and i was like just doing it over and over and over and over, and over, and over again i was like it was getting there I, but, you know i have to dig out i still have some of my artwork from when i was in high school so i have to dig those out i will post them one day and show you guys what Please my skills do. used to yes yeah and just, my but like tim year. said it, it's not like yeah. riding a bike because what it you lose it you lose it you know and it takes forever to get it back 
Yeah, but Tivo's yeah. full of it. He remarked my kid's comic uh, for him, and he's still really good. He did like a sideways <laughs> profile of Doctor Strange as like, but is it you as Doctor Strange? It looked like you as Doctor you Strange. You know what? For really that good. signing, I had practiced my signature for like the longest time. I were, I, I, I'm an IT person. I rarely ever write. And when, when somebody says, please fill this out, I'm like, good God, I can barely, especially yeah. when it's like these little ass <laughs> lines you have to fit everything yeah. into. You're like, what the hell, man? I, you know, dare I say, I'd rather have the capture bot, you know, make me pick out, you know, how many streetlights I see. But anyway, Prism number one from Ajax Comics from 1985 coming in. Number seven, what do you have for number eight? Are you going to break the offer? Oh, I think no, not. Not me. Not me. No, no. We've got Shaker number eight, which is Rise number five by Double Take, published in 2016. Double Take Comics was a short-lived comic book company founded by industry legend Bill... Hamas. Hamas? Did I say that right? Hamas in 2014. The Take Two Interactive subsidiary was winding down shortly after starting dissolving in the late 2000s. Subsidiary. God, I sound like Biden, don't I? I, Sorry, man. We're going to wing it. Uh, We're going to wing it. No, no, sorry, man. Sorry, man. Irv Hermlinger. Bing Livehanger. Livelink. Bert Herkern. Bert. Bingo, ling fucker. <laughs> no, man. No, no, yeah, You no. had two tries okay. at it, man. You had okay. butchered the first word I, and then the second I word. Know, so. I know. Shout terrible. out to Mo okay. for another $2 super chat. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, that, was, that was just to make me feel better right there. Yeah. There you go. The Take Two Interactive Subsidiary. <laughs> Oh my God! Don't let me play it again. You're still struggling. No, don't. Do I was still struggling. Was winding down shortly after starting, dissolving in the late 2016. During this short existence, they produced some mouth-watering comic book covers. A CGC 9.8 copy of Rise Number no. Five by Modern Master Jeff Deckel sold for a record high of 139 this week. It's the call. The call. The call has a growing list of stunning works, with many considering this to be one of his best. By the time this book hit the shelves in August 2016, the writing was on the wall for Double Take Comics. It is unlikely that this book was heavily produced. The CGC census count for this book is currently very low, with three total copies, all graded at a 9.8. The cover art for Rise Number Five was used on two other books. Gorgeous. First is for the trade paper for Rise. The second was for Double Take Sampler. The sampler was proven to be quite elusive to date. The call did a few other covers for Double Take in addition to Rise number five with remote number three being a standout. This is a beautiful cover, I think. I think it's gorgeous. This is my favorite cover of the week, actually. Yeah. This is gorgeous. All of his work is incredible. He's very um, angular with his lines. His stuff is stunning. I've reached out to him so many times trying to get him to work with us, and he's like, nope, too busy. Really? Well, fuck him then. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to get him. him. It's going to happen. All right. (laughs) Rise number five, Double Take Comics 2016, uh, CC 9.8, merely $139. Not bad at all. Wow. beautiful. We're almost there, boys and girls. Are you going to make the board? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Before I get to number nine, I just have a question for the 115 strong in the live chat. Are you guys having as much fun out there as we are up here? Because the (laughs) panel's having a good time tonight. If you're having a good time tonight, make sure to hit that thumbs up. It is drunk or high anyway, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Hey, hey, don't give out the secrets, man. Come on. (laughs) 
All right. At number nine, Legal. we've got Spallin's <laughs> Lie, issue number one, originally published in 1951 from Picture Right Inc. And more history lessons through comics. See, learning is fun. Some people may think, hey, weren't the Russians our allies in World War II? Well, the answer is tentatively, yeah. Americans put Russia and Stalin specifically under the microscope in 1939 when Russia signed a treaty with Germany before the declaration of World War II. That immediately turned American sentiment sour. Toss in a world war in between, the absolute devastation of the Russian populace suffered, and the Stalinistic opinion what Russia received during peacetime was insufficient, and you have some animosity brewing. Well the development. This is, this is a tongue twister. Cue it the is. development and buildup of the atomic arsenal, and in 1950, you have an ally of Russia invasing, invading their pro-democracy neighbors in the name of communism. U.S. President Truman said, Hell no! Hell and no. took the stance of containment and declared that communism, you know, it kind of sucked. Then it was no holds barred and you get a cute little book like this. The wow. Absolute Shade produced by Laszlo Fedor, a Hungarian Jew and former cartoonist in Germany until Hitler came to power, was incredible for the time. With this book sure to have been passed around like crazy. Recently, an incredibly rare CGC 7.0 sold for $1,500, the highest grade on the census, and one of only three total. Heck, we've only have five total sales in our database. The fact a magazine from that era survived this long, it's incredible. There are certainly more out there waiting to be discovered, but it often takes a certain public sentiment to put eyes on it. One that's still polarizing today. All right. Stalin's line number one from Picture Light, Inc. 1951. What's up? Uh, damn, Lords of Brooklyn just hating on Laura. I Nobody know. hates what? Laura. Yeah, what's going on? Relax. Anyway, uh, quick history lesson for you, boys and girls, because I am a huge history buff and I love watching history document uh, documentaries. Um, so, at the end of World War II, there was Germany was again both uh, coming in from both sides, right? From the Allied forces, um, from the west, and then from the east, Russian forces, and. At that time, certain uh, leaders in the Western, you know, NATO or whatever, you know, they were called back then. They were like, you know, we can't let uh, Russia. They're the allies, first. yeah, yeah, and and Russian soldiers wanted the allies to capture them because they knew the Russian soldiers would execute them, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so it's very interesting how you know. And then you know, for those who remember, there was a East and West Berlin. Right, East and West Germany, excuse me, and then East and West Berlin, right? During uh, and then David, the wall, Hasselhoff, that, David Hasselhoff yeah. uh, took down the you know took down the wall. So yeah, there's that. Wow, so yeah. we have this, and we have a nuclear war book. What's going on, man? Yeah, I, I know. You know, in in Germany, when, when Germany invaded Russia, they did such horrific things to the Russian people at that time. So it was almost like getting revenge payback for them when they actually took took the west side oh, east side i'm sorry yeah. and they were just horrific yeah. back to the germans 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that Tivo watches, you should watch a movie called Stalingrad. It's about the Stalingrad, yes. Two snipers during the Battle of Stalingrad, one on yes. the German side and one on the um uh Russian side. And when I watched it when I was a younger, I threw me for a loop because everybody had an English accent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like nowadays they would just like, you know what? Let's make it authentic. Let's give the right, right. motherfuckers can read subtitles, okay? You, you, know, right. you know, but back then it was like I think Jude Law was in it, and somebody. Yeah, else he was. Jude was. Law, yeah. Everybody had yep. a British accent. Yeah, Stalingrad. Go and, check that out. And the German guy, a very popular actor. I forget who he's named. The older guy he plays on a lot of movies too. But Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, sure. All right. Uh, no, number nine on list. Stalin's live from Picture Right Inc. Nineteen fifty-one. Fifteen hundred for seven point real quick. Did you just reference a documentary in that? I, I think he did. I think he did. All right. Multiple, if anyone's playing along at home, make sure you take actually, a drink from that one. Matter of fact, things another documentary that Tebow watched <laughs> yesterday because I was I'm 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 a huge fan of Arthurian legend, so I watched the nice. uh, behind the scenes hour long making of Excalibur. Nice, the old eighties okay. Excalibur. Fuck yeah, yes. John Borman, and you know, Liam yes. Neeson was in. Patrick Stewart was in it. Yeah, Helen Mirren was in it, and all of them. Oh. This was their first big movie. They had been stage actors yeah. before that. And I it, loved it. I loved Excalibur oh, then. Man. I loved Ooh, it. Uh, 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 come on, when he when King Arthur rides through the land and they're playing Wagner and all the trees come to bloom. Oh, yeah. oh that's. Epic man, absolutely epic. Wagner was such a big part of that film, like the music yeah. choices that they picked about. You know, you know, Uther Pendragon, Arthur Pendragon, Merlin yes. was fucking absolutely fantastic. So yes. uh hey, the chat is dropping some awesome and they, they right stayed <laughs> they stayed true to the um uh to the, the lore too. Not not like uh what they did recently with the king. They're staying true to Sir Thomas Mallory's uh take yeah. on it. So yes. so Excalibur is a take on Sir Thomas Mallory, who was a knight in like the fuck the 1500s. 1500s and so he did. A, I, yeah. I try to read it for it's a very hard read because this is a bunch very of kind of weird read. short stories. But it's basically yeah. the same story. Merlin, Knights of the Round Table, Percival, uh, Galahad, you know, yeah. uh, Mordred, Knight, Morgana yeah. and all right. that stuff. Yeah. Lancelot. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, I attempted to read that at, and during high school at one time, and uh, I found it easier to read Lord of the Rings than read that. Oh, yeah. oh Lord, Lord of the Rings is lots too. of prose. I mean, it's it's just like goes on and on. Like you read it, they introduce a character and they give you like three chapters, kind of like Stephen King, right? You know, very, right. very, very heavy prose. All right, um, let's get to the last Shaker Boys and go. We're over seven o'clock. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. We're having a good time. So, last but not least, and JB, I wanted to point out. That there's 112 people watching and only 40 have given us a thumbs up. You know what? I think most of the thumbs up are coming from the uh, rewind crowd. What's up with my live crowd? Not coming with yeah. the thumbs up. Come on, folks. Yeah. Thumb it up, babies. Thumb it up. Thumbs it up. Your <laughs> All right. Ass. The last oh, one of tonight is Star Wars Invasion number zero, a diamond retailer exclusive that's limited to a thousand. This came out from Dark Horse in 2009. With the Mandalorian season three ending earlier this year and the community in the heart of Ahsoka, fans are all about Star Wars. That brings us to this gem, a limited variant from the in- introductory issue of a beloved storyline. Prior to release, this was only available digitally on StarWars.com. It was subsequently released to bring print copies to the masses, along with six never-before-seen pages that were absent from the digital form. 
This book was a smashing success, winning the Diamond Gem Award for the amount of sales it accrued. This variant was a little different, limited to only a thousand copies, and much tougher to get your hands on. That might be why a CGC 9.8 came to market and sold for a whopping five hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty over its previous sale of three hundred and fifty, achieved back in twenty twenty two. It doesn't come to market too often in a 9.8, but raw copies are relatively available under $100. What's interesting, however, it's, is its population on the census. This variant outshines cover A with 65 copies on the census, 32 of which are CGC 9.8s. Cover A only has 17 copies on the census, with seven being CGC 9.8s. If you're a fan of the story, which many are due to the sheer breadth of it, breath, breath, Breadth. Bread. JB, say that word. Bread. Breath. 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 Breadth. Breadth. B R E A D T H. Breadth of it. <laughs> Check it out. Cover now, Laura tried had... that 10 times, so does no, she get the video? I tried it once. <laughs> Cover eight can be had for you a fraction of the two price. Names, Marty Soul, yeah. <laughs> With a 9.8 <laughs> selling for only $65 this year. That's a weird word. Whoa. Bread. Bread. Breadth. Breath. I can't do it. <laughs> what? No. Oh, I can't man. Do it. All right. So Tiba, we can play a book based on the comment picker. The Diamond exclusive for $2,099. So for $500 and a 9.8. So uh, we're going to do. Sure. You're going to do a, a question to the live chat, or do you want me to drop that? I will. Or? I will. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? So many things I've been ta- I want to talk about. So, um, um, are we going to do a random comment picker? Because I should drop the link if we are going to do that. Can we, can we talk about anything about Ahsoka this week? Can, can we That's what we're going to talk about. Has been okay, okay, freaking good. fantastic. Start line Number, right now, please. Episode five was probably the best Give me Star a start Wars line, content JB. I've seen on Disney Plus. Period. It was fantastic. Start line coming. Uh, for those who watch episode five, you know, <laughs> spoiler. But who hasn't? I mean, Jesus, what's wrong with you? A lot of people haven't. People are getting right. so mad because of all the spoilers. I'm not oh. giving you the spoilers. It's just the best episode that they've put it, out. It, it, okay, so in episode five, we're introduced to a young Ahsoka Tano. What billion dollar movie franchise is she? Is she been attached? To? Was she attached to? Oh, you're talking about the actress. Yes. The, okay, so in episode five, there was an actress that plays young Ahsoka Tano, but she also played in another movie. And what franchise was that in? Exactly. What it made a billion dollars. Gary says, no, wait, hold on. The first one was Gamora. Nope. Clone nope. Wars, Avengers. The Wizard says Avengers, Larry Joe Avengers. Nope. Well, which movie was nope. it? Come on, what are you looking for, TiVo? I will You're say it came, the- out, it came out this year. Billion dollars. Would it be Barbie? God you damn it, Marty. What the fuck? That's not how it fucking works, Marty. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not I, how it fucking uh, works, I'm man. Into this. Uh, <laughs> all right. A poor man's comics oh, wins out of uh, technicality. <laughs> so, uh, oh, uh, a poor man's comics had it. Did, did, did uh, I screw something up, man? Did, yes, did, I, did. did I screw this whole thing up? What I You're do? not supposed to give the answer, man. Oh, man. 
So poor man's comments hit me up on YouTube. Hit me on Instagram and then we got some Miss Laura's books. All right, JB. Might as well just do the other giveaway now. All right, hold on. Let me drop the link real quick. Give you And this is thanks to our man Rush Diehard. Rush Diehard, who said, you know what? I'm giving back to the community. So uh shout out to Rush Diehard, man. Yeah, really nice. Zipping my lips from now on. I zip my lips. She was the young daughter in Barbie, and she also was Cosmic first. Was Cosmic first? Hold on, let me look up. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. We're looking for Barbie. All right, I see poor man's. I, I don't, I see poor man first at Barbie. Remember, live chat enabled, not top chat. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see Cosmic. Second, I think, second oh, wait, is Zombie Prophet. And Barbie at 706. He said both. Oh, it's 706? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <gasps> he Go did. Cosmic had them both. Yeah. Guardians and Barbie. Yeah. Damn. Well, I wouldn't say way before, but okay, we'll give it to you. All right. So, folks, um, I dropped the link in there. That is last or this Tuesday's show. What we're doing is we're taking comments from uh, this Tuesday's show. I think there was only 30 comments in this Tuesday's show. Get up in there, drop a quick comment, get into this giveaway, um, and drop a comment on the show. If you're watching on the rewind, tell us what your favorite book was. Tell us what your favorite comment was. Tell us what made you laugh or what made you cry. Or if JB's voice is annoying, tell me about it. God damn it. Or if you hate I love JB's voice. Oh, yeah. It reminds <laughs> me of being in the strip clubs. So I, I love his Come voice. on down to the Come on to the stage. Jasmine. Dollar bills. Let All it right. rain. Now baby. we've got Let it rain. 33 comments. What? I guess we're going with that. And the winner oh, to today's giveaway is drumroll, please. Zombie Prophet. Zombie Prophet. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie Congrats. Prophet won fair and square, and uh, unfortunately, Cosmic won on uh, Marty's dumbass technicality. So uh, <laughs> we'll give it to Shut you anyway. Shut your whore mouth, Tivo. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> uh, don't I have that clip somewhere? Who sent me that clip? The uh, first time you said that to me, Tivo, it totally caught me off guard because I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, oh, wait, what okay, did he just yeah. say? Yeah. yeah. What did All right. <laughs> um, that would be a question for uh, uh, one of our thingies. Uh, why don't we stop sharing here? Stop the screen. There you go. All right. So, uh, Cosmic Comics and uh, Zombie Prophet, right? They won. So, yeah. send me a message, and I got these Bird City Comics exclusives. I'm going to send you, and I'm going to get three other people too. I think there's only three other people that I've been sitting on that uh, they're going to get stuff. So, uh, we're running 710, and uh, we had a good time, didn't we? Good show yeah. today, guys. So. Great job. Besides Marty fucking it all up. It was a great <laughs> show. I, mean, I still had uh, fun. I still had fun, and I'm looking forward to the Lord's Pool Tournament coming up here. And we're going to Laura says she it. could beat me as a pool. Yeah. So yeah, and we Boy, need to and her, that and her grip is like this. She puts it between her. I, no, I don't think her grip's like. Is that? Is that how you do it, really? That honestly is how I do it. Yeah, because I learned I when I was like a kid, this. and at that time my thumb was too small, so I learned to like put the stick in between my two leg arm I fingers. Like this, Laura. Yeah. This is guess what? I can shoot from both sides. I can shoot. I can shoot left handed and right handed too. So be careful. I, cannot, I can do behind my back if I kind of sit I can on the do table. Behind my back, bit. I can do left handed. Right. I can do right handed. I'm a, oh uh, I'm ambidextrous with a telepathetic. Um, Tivo, tell me when and where, and we'll we'll settle this. Settle it. Settle it. Why? So you can come. I can come Settle to Arizona it. and use a rig table. I don't think so. Oh, get out of here! Oh yeah. my goodness. We're going Whatever to Marty's house. WonderCon. <laughs> there we go. But I'm going to New York. New York. 
Man, go to New York, shit, man. That, Anybody just, coming up to Portland for Rose City? No, WonderCon is the place to be, man. To come to the West Coast, especially Oregon area, Oregon, Washington, oh, it's beautiful all those here. beautiful areas. Yeah. WonderCon is like uh, always in April, uh, first of April, right around there. It's it's easy Easter weekend. WonderCon. We should talk. Way, so. We 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 definitely should talk about a uh, a. Re- I wouldn't say reunion, but if, I'm not, re- if I'm not retired yet, I'll yeah. go to WonderCon. Shut up with that. Get out of here. I'd say. And TiVo, if we can make it easier, I'll also slaughter you at Tetris. Like nobody can beat me. <laughs> oh, Tetris. I don't play Tetris. That's that's so for easy win for me. Tetris yeah. is for simpletons. Sorry. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> master Ouch. level, and I can't be beat. <laughs> don't poke the bears. Speaking of the bear, Laura, say your final words. No, I'm not saying any final words. I'm mad at you. <laughs> All right. Well, too- <laughs> Marty, any last words? May the comic gods continue to see bless what, your see long what boxes. Lords did. He pissed off Laura, man. In your comic hunt. Oh, let me let me start all over. Because it Tim interrupted my prayer. My <laughs> final prayer. Your blessing. Yes. May the comic <laughs> gods continue to bless your long boxes and guide you in your comic hunts, and may you all find your keys and holy grails. Thank you uh-huh. for watching. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> JB, any last words? You're right. Um. Yeah, I'm going to Rose City. If anybody else is going to Rose City, hit me up. Let's get together and have a cocktail and uh, and have a good time. Also, follow me on Instagram. And as always, don't forget, we had a good time. Did we, though? Yep. I mean, Laura was kind of grumpy. <laughs> I was not. I <laughs> Okay. For Laura, JB, and Marty, this is TiVo saying see you Tuesday for the Cover Price Top 10. Enjoy your and have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy Batman Day. They're showing Batman in the theater, so uh, go check out Batman Day. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in those long boxes. Peace out.